What's the best way to tell your story? It's a blessing and a curse. You have a great story, but you can't figure out how to tell it. Customers want to know all about you. Clients want to understand who you are before they connect with you. What are you going to reveal? How deeply do you want to go? Are you overdoing it or underdoing it? If you can tell the right story, you can get folks to trust you better and hand over those dollar bills that you've been hoping for all this time. But what words should you use and in what order? Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. This week, we'll mull over what story is the right kind of story to tell when you want to sell, sell, sell. Once upon a time. We start learning how to put stories together in kindergarten, but we seem to get lost on the way to adulthood and aren't sure how to tell the right stories by the time we hit adulthood. Let's try to figure this one out together, shall we? There's a big mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs are making. It makes me want to shout about it, but why are we shouting? It involves you and how you present yourself to the world. How are you telling your story? Everyone has one, and everyone's story is a truly great story. It's an interesting one because no one else shares the same story as you. But when you're building a small business, that story becomes pretty important to clients and customers. How do we know? Because no matter what your business is called, people remember the name of the person that's running it much more clearly than they do the actual business name. They relate to you, the person, not the logo, the name, or the place. Here's where I see entrepreneurs going wrong. A lot. People are either silent when it comes to their story, or they overdo it, or they tell it in the wrong way. Let's talk about three different areas of wrong. I've named them. You can see if you fall into one of the three areas. First up, the silent killers. If you're silent about your own story, that means you're leaving it out. It's not on your website. It's not a part of your marketing. You're likely leaving it out intentionally or not because you don't feel that it's important. You're afraid of being judged or you believe that it has nothing to do with the thing you're trying to sell. There's a woman I know that runs her own business out in Denver, Colorado. She's a therapist who specializes in trauma. Her goal is to help folks who struggle with past traumatic experiences learn how to cope with them and move forward, finding more joy in their lives. She wants to bring out the best in people. She believes strongly that she can do that. It'd be pretty obvious to you when I say that she needs potential clients to trust her before they can commit to working with her. No one wants to see a therapist they don't trust. You not only have to like them, but you have to feel safe with them. What better way to feel safe than to have someone get to know you? On her website's About section, she describes the skills that she has, the certifications and school training that's gotten her to where she is now. She talks about the approach that she uses to help her clients. She explains what past experiences she's had and what types of clients she's seen. It goes on and on, three full paragraphs of what generic work she's done and what accolades she's received. The very last line, it states what college she went to and how many years of experience she's had. There's one problem. It doesn't really say anything about her. I counted. 
There were 335 words on her about page, yet there wasn't one sentence that told me who she is. I'm nearly positive that she looked at other bios to create hers. By the way, that's mistake number one. I'm sure she wanted to mention how she does her work so folks understand what they're getting into. But without uncovering who she is, how is a client supposed to uncover their own stuff, let alone trust her? Now, she could be waiting to hop on a phone call or receive an intake form before she opens herself up, but therein lies the problem. Waiting until then causes two issues to crop up. First, you can't suss out which potential clients are a good match for you since they can't read a thing about you. So you get a lot of junk inquiries. And second, you lose potential clients altogether because they're more attracted to therapists they've found online that reveal more about themselves up front. Don't write yourself out of your story. Give me something to hold on to, even if it doesn't make you 100% comfortable at the start. It's good practice to slowly let yourself out there. The next area, I call them the barfers. These are the people who tell us everything. They go on and on about what they've experienced in their lives, and they're quite often very energized when they tell it, or they're talking at lightning speed to get it all in before your eyes wander. They want you to understand them deeply so that you too can see why they're running what they run and why you should buy what they're selling. If you're not a Miranda Sings fan, there's a woman on the internet who's become a YouTube sensation for creating her character, Miranda, who's good at everything. And she reminds me an awful lot of the barfers. She has a segment where she introduces herself. And while this is truly going a little bit too far, it's an example of what I'm talking about, and you know you have heard this kind of introduction before. Hey guys, it's me, Miranda. So I noticed on YouTube it's popular to do edit compilations together of people doing something for 10 minutes straight. Well, the one thing I do more than anything, other than be talented, is say, hey guys, it's me, Miranda, because that's how I start my videos. So I thought I would do 10 minutes straight of me saying, hey guys, it's me, Miranda. So um, get ready for this compilation video, and I'm excited for it to get millions of views. So. Ready? Here we go. Hey guys, it's me Miranda. 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 Miranda represents the types of folks who introduce themselves with endless chatter about nothing. They seem more entertained by their own selves than desiring to entertain you with what their important story has to say. The third area is called Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. This is the one I see the most frequently. She's confident that she has a story to tell. She aspires to not overdo it or underdo it. But she's not sure what to relay to us. It's spotty, or it's generic, or it lacks the true essence of what makes a good story a beginning, a middle, and an end. Here's an actual bio I'm reading to you from a writer's website. Freelance writer and editor who infuses warmth, personality, and meaning into every piece. I write everything from one-sentence descriptions to full HR manuals, helping small businesses and private individuals find their unique voice. I'm dedicated and hardworking, and I won't stop realizing your vision until it's complete. My work has been published in various web and print mediums, including, and she lists a whole bunch out, uh, you know, like all out of place, out of order, and then says, 
I'm continually looking for new opportunities. When I'm not writing, seldom, but it happens. I enjoy perusing a random book, baking, and thinking about when I will run my next marathon. I only did one, which is probably enough. Without that last quip that she throws into this bio, she describes how she wants to help people find their unique voice, but there is nothing unique about her story. In fact, her story is not even really in here very much, aside from the fact that we know that she's a writer and she likes to bake. It's not bad by any means. It's cute and engaging and concise. But all I've gathered is that she's a writer. So is it really relatable? We're missing the meat of who she is, why we'd hire her. How can we connect with her when there's literally nothing to connect with? Want an example of a great bio? I highly recommend that you go to artisanalpencilsharpening.com and read the about section. You're not going to want to stop there. You're going to keep looking all over that website. Here's a hot tip I want to pass along to you. If you're struggling with telling your story, a college professor once suggested to me that it's smart to include a conversation starter in a resume so that interviews aren't as painful when you're a nervous applicant to any job. I thought it was a swell idea, so I chose to add cloofing to my resume. After years of interesting interviews, it totally worked. I decided to add it to my bio that appears all over the internet. To this day, If I'm on a podcast interview or I attend a meeting when someone's reading my bio, they inadvertently always ask what kloofing is. And I get to launch into the story of my days living in South Africa, going cliff jumping. I do not recommend it. And in the local Afrikaans language, cliff jumping translates to kloofing. Give people a reason to connect with you about anything, even kloofing, and they'll feel more connected to you every time. You don't call, you don't write, why don't you just do both? Call or text me at 708-872-7878 or go to jillsalzman.com slash podcast so you can record a message that I can use to talk to you in a future episode. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave me a review. It helps other listeners discover my ridiculous stories and tips so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Amanda, Lindsay, and Aaron for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.